0: 49ers cutback podcast time. Welcome to the 49ers vs Arizona Cardinals game preview.
1: Show. It's take two. It's Cardinals and Niners <laughs> electric
0: boogaloo. Hit the graphic.
1: Woo-hoo! Let's go! And coming off of a big win, everything coming up San Francisco. Hopefully, but uh, this is a, this is a big game and is a big preview it show. Is.
0: It's it's a huge preview show. I'm I'm really looking forward to getting into. It. There's so many moving parts. All the question marks surrounding Arizona. Mm-hmm. Some of the players coming back for San Francisco. It makes for an interesting matchup, and it's going to be fun to get into these key matchups. Really break it down. Get into what this game's going to look like. Um, I'm excited. There's still going to be questions up in the air even when we're done with this. It's true. Uh, it's going to play out over the week. So you're going to make sure you want to hit our game plan show on Saturday where we get even more you know into it and updated into it. But this is going to be a fun episode. I'm looking forward to it. Uh get into this alex
1: absolutely make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already hit the like button as well become a channel member if you'd like to like candy our collectibles down there or lalo martinez or just become a new subscriber like mr blazing agent down there is or team Coast <laughs> for life i wish it was tacos and i still wish it was
0: tacos <laughs> i do wish it was tacos.
1: we, we well. joked about that earlier if you missed the earlier daily episode then that will make sense once you watch that and you watch the back and you're like <laughs> Man, these guys, they connect things between episodes. We should probably watch everything that comes out on this channel. And that would not be... More a...
0: like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's all connected.
1: Everything flows. Everything flows. Not DC. Yes. We're not jumping around between timelines yeah. for no reason. It's, it's, all, it's all interconnected. Uh, but look, game preview. We got to get into this. We got to get into what the 49ers can do offensively and defensively. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Because it's the one that's got the most storyline potential. and a team that started off the year red hot. 41 points, everything clicking on all cylinders against the Lions. Yeah, there were some struggles late, but you know what? This is an offense that we thought 30, 35 plus points a game doable. It's in the realm. You got all the pieces, you got all the weapons. And there were some interesting things that happened with Brandon Ayuk early in the year. The Trent Sherfield playing more snaps in him in week one. It's like, all right, what's going on? You know, it's fine. We put up 41 points even without Brandon. Imagine how great we're going to be with. And then Ayuk comes into the fold and then and then things start happening. And the 49ers offense can't find any rhythm and they can't get anything going consistently until the second half last week, in which they finally did it. They come out, start of the half, two drives, the end result in touchdowns. They put up a lot of points. They scored three touchdowns in that second half. They do exactly what they need to do in order to come out of that game with a big, fat win. And now you and I are sitting here going, can they continue this trend? Can they continue to do this, especially against a defense in the Arizona Cardinals that's going to be without J.J. Watt?
0: I think there was a, a huge emphasis um, on you know things that were going on at the wide receiver position. But I think one of the real problems has been that George Kittle was out. I, I went back and watched some of the other films of, you know, week one and week two, and just the things that were George Kittle was doing. George Kittle was not only being fantastic in the run-blocking area, but he was also causing, you know, teams to have to bracket coverage him. We remember watching Detroit. They are bracketing George Kittle. They are bracketing Brandon Ayuk when he was out there. Thank God. Um, we appreciate <laughs> that because Devo Samuel was able to get off and, you know, do the things that he needs to do. But George Kittle, since he's been gone, you've seen the run game, took a step back a little bit until recently. Kyle Shannon had to find different ways, ways to work it out. And also, um, Charlie Warner had to establish himself as one of those guys. But what he did was, in this last week, because we had Charlie Warner struggling the week before. This last week, what does he do? Gives him help with Kyle Juszczyk. Sends him in motion, able to give a help block, and then Juszczyk goes up to the next level. Juszczyk is an extremely good blocker. George Kittle's been missed. The other thing was, if you watch week one, the movement with Jimmy Garoppolo was fantastic. He was moving him in, you know, out of the pocket. Moving him around, and then he felt comfortable in the pocket. He was delivering the ball with anticipation and to the spots he was supposed to. This week was the closest we've seen to that. He was he was moving around. He was getting out of the pocket. He was throwing laser beams to Brandon Ayuk, Um, you know, on plays that had broken down. That's not something you see from Jimmy very often. That is something you've seen in the in the past. All these things are contributing to the way that this offense works, but it also works because of great hustle and players not giving up on the season. The Debo Samuel long 83-yard play. It does not happen without every single one of those linemen executing. Kyle Shanahan brought up in his press conference, they ran the same exact play to Brian Ayuk the, uh, two plays before that. The other way, they had the block in the back by Kyle Juszczyk. This time they run it to Debo Samuel. There's no blocks in the back. Everyone executes, and you see what can happen. It can go for 83.
1: Which is just gigantic. Um, you know, and it's unfortunate that... It doesn't happen two plays earlier with Brandon Ayuk, but I remember watching that play and, you know, I was like, man, I was, that was close to bust. And I was really close to bust and hope they come back to that later. Wasn't expecting a few plays later for them to come back to yeah. it, but they called the right situation at the right time. Um, and guys execute and you're able to get it done. And it's the same thing with the deep shot. They took to, to Debo Samuel, um, love it. Y- you do, you love to see it. And you know, I, I saw sip, I saw people, you know, to pulling up the jimmy stat line and the graphics and you know the the deep balls outside the numbers and all this stuff and they're talking about you know what are the what was the bears game plan what were they what were they trying to do and, and take away and it's like well, well look you know they, they're trying to take away certain areas of the field they're trying to do certain things but when you get the run game going the way the niners did it's it's hard to take all of it away these guys get sucked up and other things start happening and here's the best part throws that were 20 yards plus for jimmy garoppolo he was 50 percent he was two for four did the big completion to Debo and then he had another one a- along the sidelines out in space. I forget exactly who it was to, but he did throw four passes, 20 plus yards. That's all I've been asking for, Jimmy. I'm asking for a few, a handful of yeah. these types of throws a game because a handful of these types of throws open up the rest of the field for the 49ers. Um, you know, and, and we saw this is why I said last week that it felt like we saw the return of, of 2017 Jimmy because 2017 Jimmy, we'd see three or four of those type of throws per game. Outside the numbers, deeper downfield, um, you know, where he took some chances and took some shots. He took some risks because this is a guy who knew he had, you know, nothing to lose and everything to prove. Feels like the same sort of situation now for Jimmy Garoppolo. He really has nothing to lose. He's he has healthy. everything to prove.
0: He's is healthy. True. He had a clean pocket. Yep. He's able to deliver the ball down the field. Shocking. Um, shockingly, a defense tried to muck up the middle. Uh, Surprise. On, on that play where he went deep to Debo Samuel. Um, the safety came up, came up on the the tight end. The tight end was already covered, but they came up and bracketed the tight end, Charlie Warner. Thank you, um, because Debo Samuel then got one on one, you know, down the field, and Jimmy Garoppolo threw it right at the seam where we know he can deliver fifty yards in the air. That ball went. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has plenty of arm to be able, to, you know, to get it down there, and it wasn't an absolute moonshot either. It was a ball that he got on a little bit more of a line than normal, um, and he really pressed off that back end. I, I watched and seen how he pressed off the leg. It was impressive. I have a lot of hope for Jimmy Garoppolo because I thought he looked really good in this football game, and I'm excited about it, but he needs to build on that. He needs to build on that in Arizona, but it does give us some hope for what is going to happen now here in the future.
1: But it'll also take pressure off of the run game as well. If teams 100%. are worried that Jimmy, when when the opportunity strikes, that Jimmy can take the shots downfield and the O-line is doing a good job of protecting and, and keeping that pocket clean, then it opens up these avenues and these opportunities to attack with the run game, which is big, especially with no J.J. Watt in the front on the interior. Um, You know, he was the one that blew up a lot of things, whether that was on Mike McGlinchey, whether it was on Daniel Brunskill. It made it very difficult, very tough in space for the 49ers run game to get things going consistently. Um, And this was a game where there were plenty of opportunities. And when guys did make blocks, Elijah Mitchell had chances and missed on a couple. Um, And Trey had opportunities to pull and run and, and missed on a couple. Um, you know, I, I get it. You, the, you take the Trey Lance dynamic out of the run game yeah. this, this time around with Jimmy Garoppolo healthy. However, that does lead to the 49ers being able to do more play action stuff, being more assertive with that. Also, it does force these guys, these DNs to maybe want to put their pin their ears back a little bit more and, and get in there and get after it, which opens up the screen game and opens up other avenues to attack. Um, but it means also that you're going to be weak on the interior. They're going to be weakened on the interior. They may, may have to have some guys that they stack the box or put some guys in a little bit more show a little bit more pressure and the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan is very good at dialing up counters and when to get away and get out of things and the best news is that Jimmy Garoppolo excels at getting them in and out of the right play so he continues to do that like you said Ant builds upon his performance from last week against the Bears and the 49ers though has a chance to put up a lot of points again this week
0: yeah it's, it's going to be a lot more complex offense too than what they saw the first time they played against Trey Lance <clears throat> where Kyle Shanahan kept him predominantly in the shotgun and he went he went that yeah. route and he needed to simplify things for Trey, and he did. Um, it'll be a different av- a different game and a different avenue that they go ahead and attack this Arizona defense. And the defense is drastically different. You brought up J.J. Watt. It's going to change things because now the interior part of that defensive line is not as big of a threat. Um, last time, you had to worry about J.J. Watt right there on the inside of, of uh, Mike McGlinchey and Marcus Golden on the outside or Chandler Jones on the outside. Now you only have to worry about the guy on the outside. Do they have guys that can get it done on the inside? Of course they do. These are NFL guys, and they have some talent. Um, but not to the level that J.J. Watt. And so now when you're scheming up the run game as well, now you can kick um, Jones and you can kick Golden out. They like to get upfield. Kick them out with guys coming back, gap schemes, traps, those t- sort of things are going to be very successful this week and open up some avenues for Elijah Mitchell to be able to be successful. So I'm looking forward to the matchups as well. We talk about Zayvon Collins and we talk about their, their interior linebackers. They're pretty good, um, but the 49 yards can definitely take advantage of them. They have experienced offensive linemen that are very good at getting to second level. These double blocks, you know, double-team blocks are going to be able to, you know, double-team guys, especially now without J.J. Watt. He could blow those up. Run skill and Mac, double-teaming, getting to second level. All those things are going to be more successful this week than it ever was. And with George Kittle being back on the edge, um, you just got another huge weapon back in in the blocking game. So I'm excited about what this run game could do because, like you said, Jimmy taking those shots down the field will make them think. Now he has to prove it he can do it every week. Correct. He has to do it again. And once he does, then everyone, oh, okay, well, Jimmy can do this. And once they do, they'll take a step back. And then now you can hit them with the run. And then when they creep up with the linebackers or a safety like Buda Baker coming in the backfield, boom, play-action pass, you hit the big shot, and then everyone freaks out again and gives your gives you run, um, run plays again. That's a complementary part of the offense. True. It all builds off each other, run game, pass game, and then play-action pass.
1: And speaking of building off of each other, wow. Ant, let's build off of, off of what we just talked about and discuss some of these key matchups and, you know, why these things are going to be important for San Francisco and how it can help this offense. Let's start with you, though. What's yours?
0: Mine is Jimmy versus Jimmy G. Absolutely. And if you don't understand what this is, mirror self is basically a, a little bit of a difference between the two. Um, and they have a lot of the same characteristics, but one guy is different than the other. We don't need Jimmy. We've had Jimmy before. Um, Jimmy just does a little bit. He does enough. Um, He manages the games. No, we need Jimmy freaking G. That's who we need. We need the G, um, Jimmy GQ. We need that guy that's going to go out there. The guy that I saw in Chicago, the guy that I saw in 2017, um, the guy that's going to take the reins and completely take over this football team, and he's going to lead them, and he's going to execute, and when a play breaks down, he's going to make something happen. Those were the things he used to do. I mean, think about the very first time he went in against Seattle in 2017. He makes something out of nothing, rolls to the left, and fires an absolute strike for a touchdown. He used to make stuff happen. Now he needs to make it happen again. We need Jimmy G. We need that guy that's not afraid to go make, take chances and make things happen. And if we do, we're going to be very successful. If we get Jimmy, that generic version, that black and white old school version, um, the robot, we're going to be in trouble. So we need this guy to go out and create, go out and, and execute, go out and take, the, take charge. Go, somebody that's willing to go up to Kyle Shannon and be like, you know what, this is what we need to do. Um, We need a more aggressive Jimmy G, and if we get that, I I think we'll be more successful. So this is a lot to do with him and his mindset and his attitude and how he handles this game because open receivers were all over the place last time against Arizona. Trey wasn't able to find him because he's still learning. Jimmy G, you're expected to find them. You're an eight-year veteran who understands the complexities of defense. You understand this offense in and out. Go make the plays. Go get the ball into your playmaker's hands, and let's go blow it up. I got chills yeah i got chills they're multiplying
1: (laughs) they're multiplying (laughs) Uh, look (laughs) look uh, yes jimmy freaking g jimmy gq whatever you want to Phrase it, turn yeah. it, spin it. However you want it to be, that's what it is. It's not Jimmy. It's not James. We don't need those guys. No. We don't need the simplistic version. We need the guy that's willing to take the risk. We need the guy that's willing to take the chances. We need the guy that's fired up on the sidelines, that's getting on officials when he thinks there's there's contact or, or calls, not just getting frustrated and be like, ah, oh, man, I'm frustrated. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe we didn't convert. No, Get on, guys. Get on. Get on these officials. You know, be a guy who feels like and plays like and believes that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. This is a guy after that that 2019 season where we were talking here and saying, hey, if he can build on this right and continue to grow, this is a top ten quarterback in in football. This is a top ten quarterback in football. And with the defense we have and the coach you have, that's all you need. You just need a top ten quarterback in football. That's that's it. This team is set. 2020 goes the way it goes his confidence is shaken, his belief in his body is shaken a little bit, and then this season starts the way it is, and was feeling like, oh man, this guy's going to spiral, this team's going to spiral with him, and then last week happens, and part of the reason that last week happens, you brought it up and talked about it, was this O-line play and the, what they did, and surprisingly enough, last week Andy was a key for this team, no Khalil Mack, so it was a little bit easier, but this week, well, you got two guys, and Mike McGlinchey, you're going to need to step up. Mike McGlinchey versus Marcus Goldman and Chandler Jones. Look, if you're a, a frequenter of this channel, then you watched Quest for the West. And if you watched Quest for the West, then you know that Evan, not, not a big fan of, of Chandler Jones and what he's been doing, took me by surprise, yeah. took Sam by surprise. Took me when, by surprise. When, when, when You know, when I talked afterwards, yeah. I told you what he said. You were like, oh my God, I cannot wait to watch <laughs> Quest for the West now. This is crazy. <laughs> wait, what? Uh, he doesn't feel that Chandler Jones has lived up to the moniker. And you know what? That's don't necessarily lie and, and, and say that he has, but he has an opportunity this week against a team in San Francisco. That's got questions at the right tackle spot to take advantage of it and get after Mike McGlinchey, as does Marcus Golden, who did at times, Um, you know, Jones and Marcus Golden did find some success against Trey Lance. The O-line struggled a little bit the first time that we played these guys. Now, J.J. Watt on the interior makes things a little bit easier. It really, truly does. Yep. And, uh, you know, maybe the Madden Sim will agree. Who knows? Maybe I'll need to tune into that tomorrow and, and find out what happens with the, with the Madden simulation because there's a chance that J.J. Watt's impact could impact or not impact the game. So make sure you, you, you stick around and subscribe to the channel for that. Those are always fun. But Mike McGlinchey needs to step up. He needs to elevate. He needs to continue to play at a high level, and he needs he needs to execute in the run game. He struggled a little bit this last time around against Arizona in the run game a little bit. Struggled the second level, missed some blocks, struggled first level, didn't secure some things on some big runs, whether that was the Debo fly sweep that got blown up, whether it was, uh, you know, Mr. Trey Lance coming around on the outside and a couple of different little quarterback draw, quarterback wrap actions, didn't didn't really work out. He's got to win. He's got to win in the run game. George Kittle's going to make that easier as well. No, uh, JJ Watt going to make that easier as well, but he's got to win consistently and in the pass game. Stut up guy Stut up young man Stud up and then he's going to have help because you can chip with uh you can chip with George Kittle you can chip with Kyle you you can chip with Charlie Warner this is a week 2 where you can see some two tight end sets with Charlie Warner where you use Charlie Warner as a as a bridge guy right as a that guy there to help secure a bridge make sure that uh, McGlinchey has what he needs to secure for 4 seconds so Jimmy's got time and then you can take your shot
0: yeah it makes sense 100% you're right about doing that <laughs> because you put those you put the Arizona Cardinals in a base four, a base 3 4 set and then what you do is you use your motion guys, your running backs out in the out in the flat against Chandler Jones and against Marcus Golden to make them be more than just pass rushers. And when Chandler Jones has to be somebody that's to cover in space, he's going to struggle. We're so going to see some of those opportunities. Now, part of what happened that's going to help the 49ers offensive line and help Mike McGlinchey is last week they were willing to chip with Jamichael Hasty. True, Jamichael Hasty was willing to come in and chip, you know, guys on the outside and really help. And he even helped with Trent Williams. And remember, Trent Williams got hurt against Arizona. That's where the ankle happened. That's why he started holding. That's why Chandler Jones was getting the best of him. We're getting a more healthy Trent Williams than it was that you know time around. So ultimately, it's going to be a better situation. But McGlinchey's going to have to step up. You're right. He's going to have to execute. And a lot of it was going to go to how they get this run game going. You know as well as I do. If they get the run game going and he's able to go forward, he's way more successful than when he has to just kick slide and do those things. The play-action pass has got to be prominent. However, he did a pretty good job in this game. I'm not going to say he did a great job, but he did a pretty good job of holding his own against Robert Quinn and some of these other guys. True. Um, And he's got to build on that performance. I mean, we know what his weaknesses are. There's no no sugarcoating what he is and and what he's going to do on this team. Um. So you just got to put him in the best situation, but that it's crazy because putting him in that situation also puts Daniel Brunskill in the best situation and Lakin Tomlinson in the best situation and Alex Mack in the best situation. And then Trent Williams is all by himself. He he does. He, every situation is good for Trent Williams.
1: And that's, that's five offensive linemen in the best situation.
0: That That's usually a good thing, right? Wow. That looks um, a success
1: for the 49ers. Once offense. again,
0: complimentary offense, you oh. know, but you're right. It, it, is, it is important for McGlinchey to be able to hold his own on that side. No holding calls this time. I think some of those were because of Trey Lance holding on the football, getting outside the pocket. They're not used to playing with a quarterback that scrambles like that. True. Jimmy's in the pocket, so you know You know, I'm running him upfield. If you feel him going one way, it's a little bit different. With Trey, you feel him going one way. He could be running around the outside of you. True. Um, and then all of a sudden you go from being in perfect position to... Your arm's getting pulled away from you, and you're holding. So, uh, it, it's going to be a different animal for these guys. Let's see how they operate. But they got to get this offense going good. And like you brought up earlier, if they get the ball out of their hands to receivers quickly with screens and that sort of thing, it'll take some of the pressure off of them as well.
1: Hundred percent, yes, hundred percent. And it makes the the DNs right, your pass rushers also be like, oh, hold up, I I can't just come downhill and go after this guy. Right. Um, You know, we got to, we got to be able to account for different things in space. It's also going to be frustrating because before it felt like Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden, you know, that they felt like, Hey, we got a lot of time to get after this kid. We're going to have some time to get after this kid. You're not going to have that time this week. Jimmy's going to find the guys he needs to find. He's going to get the ball of his hands when he can. And Kyle Shanahan knows how to attack this defense. And now you get to attack this defense without JJ Watt in the interior, which means maybe less pressure up the middle more cleaner pockets for Jimmy Garoppolo better opportunities to take shots and and push the ball middle of the field sidelines, or just, you know, go through your progressions and go through your reads. So this is a big, this is a huge week. It's a, it's a big ask for the 49ers, but you couldn't have a better opportunity against this defense than you do right now um, with this team. And then you got the pieces on offense that are questionable for the Cardinals, whether that's Kyler Murray dealing with the ankle, whether that's uh, Deandre Hopkins dealing with the hamstring, whether that's AJ green dealing with the virus, um, you know, or chase Evans dealing with the shoulder, Lots of question marks across the board for this offense or the Arizona Cardinals, Justin Pugh dealing with the calf. I mean, they're, they're not hundred percent healthy. They're definitely dinged up. And the 49ers defense is healthy now and, and getting healthier.
0: Yeah, they are. I mean, they're getting a little bit healthier. I mean, every single piece that comes back, you know, the trade piece as well. Um, it's, it's all going to be nice. Uh, but True. we were without D Ford last week and you could tell you yeah. could help. We could tell we were without, without Aziz Alshair mm-hmm. um, was real big in the run fit. So yeah, getting those guys back is going to be important. There's going to be a lot of other things that are important on this defense too um there's some keys that the foreigners have to execute to be able to win this football game and if they do then they're going to have an opportunity And if they don't um no matter who the quarterback is they're going to get taken advantage of because colt mccoy is still a very good backup quarterback but we're not sure it's going to be colt mccoy or kyler murray at this point
1: no and, and that's what you brought up earlier tuning in for the game plan show on saturday because by saturday we're gonna have a great idea of who's what who who is what, who's starting, who's where, who's out, who's in, um, and what that means for the 49ers offensively and defensively. So yeah, tune in for that because you'll have a better idea of what the game plan looks like defensively against this Cardinals offense and what it actually is. But Kyler Murray, you have to prepare for that. And the 49ers are, you have to prepare for his mobility, you have to prepare for his ability to extend plays, make ridiculous throws, throw outside the numbers, throw deep, throw short, wherever that may be. Um, But the 49ers' pass rush can get after it, and they made the move for Charles... Amenahu for this week um, and getting him onto this roster and getting him acclimated in the system. He's going to have some sort of role with this group and with this team. What it is we'll have to wait and see, and we'll dive into that a little bit more on Saturday, but they they have to be able to slow down the run game. First and foremost, if you have a Colin Murray who's not hundred percent healthy and they don't want to test that ankle, maybe less opportunities for him to just straight drop back and throw the ball, more chances to just hand the ball off in space and less potential read option opportunities and and boot actions for kyler murray which may make the job a little bit easier for our dns
0: yeah 100 percent. that'll make it a lot easier uh depending on who you have on the outside you know if they if they don't not as worried about the quarterback pulling then yeah they can squeeze it down even farther get down the line of scrimmage you saw it against chicago there's one play nick bosa flew down on a fourth and one uh fooled the cameraman justin fields pulls it and gets around the outside and makes a great play um those are things you have to worry about with kyler murray and he's got explosive speed i mean he's from zero to 60 in like a half a hiccup it is crazy how fast and uh, and how fast he gets upfield. He's impressive. So him being slowed up by an ankle, him not being able to do those things does dramatically hinder this offense and allow the 49ers to take some of those chances. Every once in a while, you can go flat down the line of scrimmage and you know force him to want to pull, even if the pull is not there. Um, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. If, if it's not him, it definitely will change. I think the... The Cardinals will still try to do some of that stuff with Colt McCoy, um, but it's definitely not as dynamic with Colt McCoy in there compared to Kyler Murray.
1: Correct, it's a it's a much different animal, it's a much different monster. Um, and the offense changes a little bit in terms of how you can attack and what the Cardinals can do against this defense. But having Aziz al back is huge, it's oh, huge, yeah. gigantic uh for this defense and and for this team. Um, you know, that's why my key matchup for this game is this 49ers linebackers core versus Connor and Edmonds because slowing down this run game can force Kyler to have to throw the ball. It also gives the 49ers opportunities to put them in third and longer situations, an area that the 49ers have struggled in faithful. I get it. Why would you want them in third? And long? what do you want them in third and shorts? You want last week to happen all over again, where they're converting on third and fives, third and sixes, third and sevens, then third and 11s. You know, I'd rather just put them in third and long third and 10, third and 11, third and nine, third and eight, put them in those situations. And you know, Be a little bit more aggressive, be a little bit more assertive. You don't have to play off as much. Um, But when you go third and 10 like that, you can pick and choose also when you want to play back and make them take shots or come up and press and, you know, make Kyler try and make throws off of his back foot with pressure coming in his face and blitzes dialed up. Um, I, I like the, the options and the way you can try and attack Kyler Murray in third and long situations. It takes away some of the mobility from him, especially in a week where he's already going to be limited with the ankle if he is the quarterback. And if he's not the quarterback, that means you got Colt McCoy on third and longs, having to make those same plays and do those same things. Um, I don't know about you, Ant, but I'm definitely more comfortable <laughs> with the 49er secondary if Colt McCoy is the guy having to diagnose and try and make those throws.
0: Yeah, and also it changes the way that that secondary plays against Colt McCoy. True. We've seen D'Amico Ryans all throughout the year when it, against certain quarterbacks, he would go with a man coverage on third down. That's what he was doing early on because they didn't have mobile quarterbacks. I know Jalen Hurts hurt him a couple of times when they tried to do that, but you can't do that against Justin Fields. You can't do that against Kyler Murray because he'll just take off. They'll catch your DBs, turn the other way running. Um, they don't have their eyes on him, and then they, and he takes off for a big game. So if Kyler Murray's not in the game, then you're going to see a lot of man coverage. You're going to see a lot of cover one. Those situations are going to be back. If you are seeing Kyler Murray, um, then you're going to be strictly zoned again on third down. So it does change it a little bit. that you have to disguise it, confuse him on what coverage he's actually seeing. And then that's when I think, even though he's very good against the blitz, you bring the blitz, you make him get rid of the football really quick, you know, underneath the sticks, and then you rally to make tackles. Um, so that is the game plan going forward, I think, a little bit. I think we'll get more into it as we get farther in the week and we realize... Is Kyler Murray going to be the quarterback or is it going to be Colt McCoy? Um, But I'm super excited about this matchup. And part of the reason I'm super excited about this matchup is because my key matchup is going to be um, read one. So I want to talk about the 49ers secondary versus the cards weapons. Uh, This is something I want to do. And the the reason I said read one is because I want to make sure that the Cardinals quarterback, whoever it is, doesn't have their first read. When Justin Fields was playing against the 49ers secondary this week, he had his first read he was able to drop back see the read get it out um if you're able to do that your defensive line is not going to be as successful they're not allowed the time afforded the time to get to the quarterback so if you make them get to read two read three read four that is when you're going to give opportunities to nick bosa d ford eric armstead and these guys to put pressure and make plays especially if this is colt mccoy that's what you want. Don't make it easy on this guy. Muck it up. Make it hard for him. Make him have to go through progressions because ultimately Cliff Kingsbury's offense is not very complicated. It's mirrored. It's not difficult to figure out what is going on. A lot of the routes are not hard. They just have very extremely good athletes and good players that can make it work. Um, and, a, and a guy that pulls the trigger, that's one of the best players in the NFL. So uh, if it's Cole McCoy, it's going to change. But that's one of the big matchups this week. You have some things in the secondary that are different. Devon Wilson's going to be a starting safety. Alan Olufonga's in in week two as a starting safety. And then you've got, you know, the two corners that really didn't look good last week. Um, I think Norman created some turnover possibilities, but Emmanuel Mosley, that game plan that they put forth on him, they made him look like a bum. I mean, really, Marquise Goodwin beating him on a slant on press coverage. uh, Mosley never even got a hand on him, and I don't know if that was scheme, if that was what he was supposed to do. Um, but there were situations where they didn't make Mosley look good, and I know Mosley's better than that because I've seen film of him playing drastically better than that. So I think that they really need to figure this out, but this 49 er secondary needs to win. It doesn't matter who's at safety, they need to win, and they need to figure it out this early and often. Um, so if it's Cole McCoy, hello, hello, man, hello, cover, <laughs> cover one on third down. And if it's Kyler Murray, hello, cover two, cover three, cover four, and confusing him on what you see.
1: Hello. Disguises. Yes. Think you see covered three? I think not. Maybe it's something else. No, a lot of disguises of Kyler Murray's out there and D'Amico Ryan's has shown he has success dialing up those disguises. But Ant, I couldn't agree more with you on taking away read one we didn't take it away against Aaron Rodgers. No. And technically, you know what? There were times that guys were in pretty good spots, and Aaron Rodgers just throws guys open. Boys so you, Aaron freaking Rodgers. You tip your hat on those yeah. situations. But they didn't do it well against Aaron Rodgers. They did not do it well last week against Justin Fields. And if you let Kyler Murray have read one, oh boy, oh boy, is it going to be a long day for the 49ers. And you
0: saw that early in the last game, right? It's Christian true. Kirk was read one. <laughs> Complete complete it was that easy i mean that's what it was early in that game and then the Fortnite started to adjust and once they adjusted then it made a big difference and he got a, you could tell he was a little confused he didn't have the reads that he wanted they, they kept changing the things that he was looking at the things he was comfortable with and it completely changes how a quarterback views the defense um once he has to sit and process after the snap if he can get a pre-snap he already knows where all of his weapons are going to be it makes it easy but if he has to process post-snap uh, he's going to struggle a little bit, and that's something he's not the best at. Russell Wilson struggles with it at first. Aaron Rodgers can completely annihilate you. True. He's just a completely different animal. Um, but th- that's where Kyler Murray's trying to progress. If he ever gets to that level where he can process everything after the snap, he's going to be one of the best players in the NFL uh, every single year, not just here and there.
1: You're not wrong, Ant.
0: Yeah, he's You're... he's nasty. He's pretty bad. He's yeah. pretty
1: it's pretty nasty. But, Ant, you know, another thing that's nasty on this podcast pretty uh pretty nasty or at least spicy is wow that's bold where we give bold predictions for the 49ers in their upcoming game week nine is no exception let's dive into the boldness it's time for wow that's bold
2: wow that's really bold <laughs> whoa whoa whoa
1: and it's super bold it's time for wow that's bold we got bold takes we got bold predictions offensively and defensively for the 49ers Bold specifics is what i'm typically about and bold specifics is what i'm about that's that's how i do things here on Wow that's bold it's not just about the boldness man it's about the specificness of said boldness sometimes you go that route sometimes you don't sometimes you just stick with the bold where you're at this week for the offense
0: well, I'm going bold, and I'm, oh, okay. I'm, going, okay. I'm going real bold considering everything it. that's been coming out this week, uh, is I have Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk having two touchdowns in this game. I think he explodes onto the scene. I predicted last week that he was going to have his biggest game of the year, and I think he takes it to a whole other level on this one, and Jimmy hits him for two touchdowns.
1: So start him again in fantasy. Yes. Oh my lord almighty It worked out last week, I'm gonna do it again uh, I like that bold, the bold specific Well, not It's, it's specific It's bold yeah. specific And I, I like it, I, I really do But uh, <clears throat> Ant I, I hate to spoil it for you Okay. I, I really do, I hate to spoil the, the Brandon Ayuk Come out party, but uh there's a, there's a much more important gentleman returning for the 49ers This week, I, I get Brandon Ayuk Was found, you know, he's no longer on the milk carton But George Kittle's back, baby maybe. maybe he'd back he, he's, he's baby back. He's super baby back. In fact, George Kittle's so back, Ant, that uh, people have forgotten that George Kittle is a weapon offensively as a receiving threat. Cardinals are going to learn today. They're going to learn on Sunday. At 125, the kickoff starts, George Kittle's going to catch a, catch a pass early in this game for a first down, and then Ant, he's going to proceed to go for 125 receiving yards, a touchdown, 4 pancake blocks for George Kittle. He's going to put four people on his back. I'm not sure
0: four pancake blocks is bold.
1: That's not bold. It's (laughs) the specificness on top of the craziness that's going on. Kittle has not been a factor offensively for the 49ers in the passing game to an extent. He has had some games where he's had some moments but this is a week. This is a big week for him. He's going to have a huge impact in the run game. People are going to see him and Charlie Warner and Kyle Yushik out there and load up. Oh, here it comes. Run, 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 run. Oh, no. Play action. Oh, no. George Kittle's slipping. Oh, no. What are we doing? He's going for a 75-yard touchdown. It's going to happen. George Kittle's going to have a monster week this week. I hope it's both. I hope Ayu goes for two tuddies I hope George Kittle has himself a glorious day. And Debo Samuel gets to take a little bit of a break, and the calf gets to rest a little bit.
0: You know Debo's still getting hit. He
1: still get it.
0: 100%. I, Kyle Shannon said he didn't expect Debo to have the game he had against the Bears, and yet he still did, um, which, I mean, come on. I I, I kind of figured they were going to go to Brandon Ayuk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they still were able to find Debo in those situations. Debo's going to find his way to get his, but it would be nice if world. he didn't have to carry the load.
1: I would love it if Debo Samuel has 100 total purpose yards and, like, seven touches and a touchdown and just feels
0: so sounds nice, pretty
1: great. Nice, nice, solid day. Sounds and, like a uh, good day. Sounds like a great day, Ant. But on the defensive side of the ball, there's some, some issues last week. While that's bold, uh, I mean, technically I was right on my while that's bold. No defensive pass interference calls, but the Niners also got carved up uh, by Justin Fields and the Bears. So they need to bounce back in a big week. And Ant, they're going to. In fact, a hobbled Kyler Murray, he's got one good tire. He's got one good wheel. Not feeling great out there. No D-hop. Calling that right now. I'm going a bold prediction that that into, into existence, right? You AJ Green's hacking up along out there because he's still getting over the, the virus. Uh, and Kyler Murray not, not feeling too comfortable. And you know what that means, Ant? Means Kyler, Moley, Kyler Murray holding on to the football. You know what that means? Means sack opportunities. And you know what that means? D Ford and Nick Bosa combining for five and a half sacks. Book it, baby. Book it. The gold rush comes into full effect. Charles Amenemu has a lot of pressures forces Kyler Murray to try and get out of the pocket. Nick Bosa, D. Ford, capitalize.
0: Okay, that's going to make things interesting because my while that's bold is about another member of the Gold Rush. Oh, oh okay. Um, and not any of the ones you talked about. Oh,
1: no. What?
0: Eric Armstead is going to have two and a half sacks. <laughs> so if yours and mine... That's both eight
1: sacks! Sir,
0: uh, yeah, that's, oh. that's big time. Um, somebody's not going to be right. And if we are both right... The 49ers win in impressive fashion. 49ers
1: <laughs> put up 50, probably. They put up 50 and, and <laughs> a lot of yards, and Kyler Murray probably exits the game in the fourth quarter because the ankle's getting a little iffy, and he's he like... He
0: ain't making it no fourth quarter if he's getting sacked that much. That's
1: that's true. Hello
0: right? halftime, oh. sir.
1: Colt McCoy, we'll see you in the second half yeah. if that happens.
0: Eight, eight sacks for
1: the both of us okay. there. Okay. We'll see. One of us is gonna be right, or one of us is gonna be wrong, or we're, or we're both, both gonna be
0: wrong. Both gonna be
1: wrong, and Kyler Murray's gonna absolutely torch but, us, which would just be.
0: Sad. But that's why it's wild. Wow, that's bold. It's true. It's all about the boldness.
1: And it's not necessarily about the realisticness of of said uh, bold predictions. It's just about going there. Yeah. Letting
0: yourself go there, faithful.
1: Be faithful. Let yourself get there. Make sure you're dropping yours right now in the comment section down below. Um. But from bold takes, Ant, we gotta get to predictions predicting games giving you score predictions whether that's the 49ers whether that's the rams this week or other impactful games in the nfc because the 49ers are still in the playoff hunt and there's teams who have big games this week the azorian one is here he is back he's got his predictions for lock it up and his picks let's get to it it's time for lock it up
2: Mm-hmm. Ah, excellence. Ah, what's up, Cutback? How you doing? Good to see you. How are you feeling? Feeling good? Me? <laughs> Let me just tell you, I'm feeling great. Why am I feeling great? Well, first, let me add something here. Oh, yeah. There it is. There you go. I feel better now. What? Oh, oh, why do I have the title? (laughs) Well, it's simple. You see, your boy, the Azorian One, made a pick last week. In fact, was the only one to choose. A certain victor last weekend chose the Packers. When the rest of the crew said the Packers had no shot, I chose him. You know what happened? The Packers won. And that put me at 4-0 and last weekend. That's right. That's right. The Azorian one with the perfect pick. Perfect picks for last week. You know what? You might as well call me Mr. 4 and O. You know what? That, that, that should be a new name. The Azorian one. The icon. Mr. 4 and O. Ooh. Chills up the spine, you said. Mmm. Mmm. Electricity, le champion. You can call me. <laughs> What's that? Stop bragging. Get on with the picks. You know you can't just let me have this. You know, I'm I'm the funny guy. I'm the actor, the non-football guy. I got four and zero. Okay. You know, it, it's kind of a thing. the The, the non-main character of this show for and O against, you know, the, the coaches. It's kind of a thing, can, can, can I have this? Can I just have this? You know what, just for you, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, I'm gonna do it again. Here are my picks for this week's Lock It Up. You ready? You ready for four and O part two? Cause here it comes. I'm taking the Rams over the Titans. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Panthers over the Patriots The Panthers over the Patriots I'm taking the Saints over the Falcons And of course, I'm taking the Niners over the Cardinals There you have it There are my picks for this week Your picks from Mr. Four and o, The Azorian one, Anthony Esteves yeah. Excellence of execution Huh? yeah the show stopper yeah let <laughs> ah, ah, me Yeah.
0: lock it up time alex i'm super excited been a fun battle a close race across the board down there
1: yeah and it's getting a little closer it's getting a little uh it's getting a little hot up here and lock it up uh The Azorian one's kind of on a roll the last few weeks. He's got uh, seven wins. He's only got one loss. He went undefeated this week. Um, You know, he sent in his picks this week as Mr. Undefeated. (laughs) You know, because he's having a good old week.
0: Uh, Yeah, he cheated and and channeled the the hand made the picks for
1: him. Mm, That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I mean, and it was Halloween. That's kind of his day. Um better savor the flavor. We'll see how it goes this week.
1: We'll see if it gets any better for him or if it maybe starts to spiral a little bit. Cutback crew though goes two and two last week. That that gap gets a little bit wider. Cutback crew, step up your game. Step up your game. Come on now. Uh Horst had himself a nice three in one week, as did you and I both. Um and no, we are not actually telling each other our picks beforehand. 100% um, it no. just just so it just so happens right now that we've been pretty uh pretty close and familiar on the things and the way we've been thinking about yeah. it. We'll see if that continues this week, Ant. it's going to be very interesting. You just saw what a Steve's had and and what the Azorian one is going with this week, but let's start with the Saints-Falcons game. Huge implications across the board for the 49ers. Saints in second place in the division, Falcons near the bottom of that division, but no Jameis Winston. Rumors circulating and flying about Phillip Rivers. Payson Hill coming off of concussion protocol. A lot of uh, questions in the air, Ant, but is it just the Falcons and you just can't do it?
0: Well, the Saints are playing at home. That's number one. True. Now, ultimately, the best scenario for the 49ers is that the Falcons win this football game. Um, But I can't pick the game because that's what's best for my football team. I have to pick the game by who I think is going to win. And I think the Saints' defense is too good. I think the Saints' defense is going to do enough to make Atlanta stumble. And I don't think Atlanta's defense is good enough to stop the Saints, even if it's Trevor Simeon. Um, You know, I I think that he can still get enough done. I don't think it's going to be high scoring by any means. I don't think this is going to be one of those big games. But I think Alvin Kamara does enough. And the Saints win the football game 19-17. to 17.
1: Ooh, and yeah. <laughs> that is a score right there because my score is actually 20-17 to 17 Ooh, Saints. Nice. I have 20-17 Saints. I think Alvin Kamara is able to do more, He's able to do enough. Yeah. Um, and we saw the success Sam Darnold's having early in the season with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. He hasn't had as much success since. Trevor Simeon, you got a nice running back there that you can rely on, you can lean on. Alvin Kamara will be, lean on me all night long um and you know the falcons will make some mistakes simeon will make some mistakes but at the end of the day i agree with you the front there for the saints is going to be problems for for matthew really super slow sta- uh not matthew super slow stafford but uh matt super slow ryan he is a matt he is a matt just not a matthew yeah. stafford uh but matt ryan very slow in space there that that front got after tom brady they could do it again cutback crew agrees with you and i and a steves at 72% and the horse Swerve, curveball of curveballs
0: going with the Falcons. I can't believe he went against uh, one of the Juice Boys in Quan Alexander. Um, I'm really surprised because uh, Quan's is his guy. It's his dude. Um Quan making the big play on Tom Brady in that game. True. Quan makes a big play here in this game in the Saints.
1: I like it, and I, I like that a lot. But up next, next on the docket, another game that has some implications. Um I know one of the teams is in the AFC. It's the it's the Patriots versus the Patriots, Panthers. Yeah the Patriots, my, my apologies, I always always mess that up, uh, but the Patriots against this Carolina Panthers team that is dealing with some injuries, Sam Darnold dealing with some concussion, lingering concussion effects, Christian McCaffrey may be going to be going possibly, although he was limited in practice on Wednesday, we'll see uh, how that trends, if it trends positively for him or not, but New England is coming off of a bye, and New England coming off of a bye means extra preparation time for Bill Belichick, who was able to dive into his spreadsheet of officials and find out which way they're going to attack uh, the 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 Panthers team here. Matt Rule, been a little bit of a struggle there. Uh, you know, things haven't been going too swell for them. All what a Steve's went with. Where are you at with this, Ant? Is Bill Belichick getting this done off the bye or potential return of Christian McCaffrey enough to kickstart this Panthers out?
0: I think you brought up a lot of good points, you know, and I think that they tend to lean, lean one way. Now we want the Panthers to lose this football game. It's good for the 49ers. They're sitting there in the seventh seed right now. A loss and a 49ers potential win um, could change the way that the playoffs look. Um, and I think this time it does happen. I think the Panthers are somewhat spir- spiraling out of control. They don't have Sam Darnold, and he was already seeing ghosts. And, and now you, you still don't have a healthy Christian McCaffrey. I believe the Patriots with Belichick coming out of a bye will be completely ready for the Panthers. Panthers are in some trouble in this game. Now, I do not think this gets out of hand. I think this one stays close because I do not believe the Patriots offense is as explosive as they showed in the previous game before the, the bye week. I think it'll be a tough battle. But I got the Patriots winning 23 to 20.
1: I like that, and that's a that's a nice score there. Uh Horst agrees with you. Cutback crew 70% agrees with you. Obviously the Azorian one. This was a curveball. I wasn't expecting this at all. I was expecting a Patriots selection there. Um, you know, maybe he's. Feeling like he's channeling some sort of energy, but H- Halloween's over. That's I'm, all I'm gonna say. Uh, it is over, and Bill Belichick knows how to channel the bye week energy. So I, this was this was for me. Uh, the only question I had was Christian McCaffrey returning, and then you had pointed out to me. I made my pick, and then you're like, don't forget also, Alex. It's bye week. Oh, and it's like, oh yeah, bye week. Bill <laughs> Belichick. You have to go with Bill Belichick. Uh, look, the the Patriots are. In a position, too, where they're fighting for playoff positioning and and what they could be doing. Their defense has been playing pretty phenomenally. Mac Jones hasn't been making mistakes. you are going to have a little bit of defense that has been up and down this week in in Carolina. But you have Bill Belichick, the the master of scheming up defensive game plans to cause nightmares for quarterbacks. And Sam Darnold has been living a nightmare since his days with the Jets, and they continue here in Carolina. It's not going to go well for them this game. I have the Patriots winning this football game 24-24. The 14.
0: Kendrick Bourne dances to the victory. I don't know
1: about dances to the victory. We'll just give him a couple of catches and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Call it a day. No more big plays.
0: <laughs> <laughs> two tutties. You
1: saying two tutties for Kendrick two Bourne? Two tutties for Kendrick Bourne. Oh my word almighty. And yeah. 49ers fans would hate to see that. They, they actually they would <laughs> love to see it because they love KB. They do. Um the Rams game is up next. Rams Titans. This is a very interesting scenario here. You saw where Steves went with this with the with the Los Angeles Rams. There's some there's some concerns for the Titans. No Derrick Henry. Potentially no, no Ryan Tannehill. It's leaning that way. Problems. Julio Jones dealing with hamstring issues. Stunned. Stunned by that. Absolutely shocked that Julio Jones and hamstring is in the same sentence and it's leading to him being potentially out again. Do, do the Titans have any hope? Do, do you have any faith in the Titans?
0: Um, I I think they're a good football team. So, I mean, there's that going for them. Okay. Um, but they're not as good as the Rams, not without Derrick Henry, possibly without Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, if you don't have the big receiver in Julio Jones, you already have, you know, A.J. Brown, who's always getting nicked up as well. I think that this is going Rams. I think the Rams are going to win this football game. As much as I would love for the Titans to have been full you know full strength to play this game and give the Rams all they can handle, especially – See how they would handle a run game with big Derrick Henry, and if he could chop them down, a powerful run game. I think the Rams win this game 27-16. I think it's still closer than, you know, it's not a blowout by any means. I think that Tennessee's too good for that, but
1: 27-16. 27-16 is from you there. Horst agrees with you, Ant. He's going with his. Uh, the Zorian one, obviously. The cutback crew, only 65% of you.
0: Maybe they don't know about Derrick Henry and, and Possibly. And yeah.
1: Possibly. I, I that's that's a possible. Or they'll just
0: never actually pick the Rams to win a game cuz it's hard for me to pick the Rams. It, it is. It is.
1: It is hard to pick the Rams but I'm picking the Rams as well. Uh, The addition of Von Miller is going to make it. whoever ends up being the quarterback. It's not going to be fun for you that day. Uh, You know, the Titans a lot has been struggling and now you got a question mark there with the run game. Uh, Listen, you got McNichols. They made the move and signed Adrian Peterson. So Adrian Peterson, again, back in the league, going to be a bell cow potential running back. You always love to see that. Uh, But McNichols, I think is going to get a little bit of a run here early. They're going to work Peterson into this, not just going to throw him out there and throw him to the wolves. They got a young running back there that they like in McNichols. We'll see if he's able to, Step up and elevate his play, but Rams all the way on this 28,
0: 28, to 10. Ooh,
1: oh, they don't have to do it. I gave him,
0: him two extra field goals.
1: Yeah. They're just going to hand the ball off. Yeah. I think at some point in time, just let Daryl Henderson carry them uh, to victory in this one and uh, really just kind of stick it to him. I know Derek Henry, but we got Derek. We got a nice Daryl Henderson here. Mm-hmm. Uh, suck it. Titans is what they're going to be saying. Uh, but look, last but not least on the, Ooh, pocket the big Ant, one, the huge one the biggest of the big, the biggins of the biggins, a huge matchup for the San Francisco 49ers at home versus the Arizona Cardinals. Questionable Kyler Murray. Questionable AJ Green. Completely out JJ Watt.
0: Questionable uh, DeAndre Hopkins.
1: I I mean, at least questionable, probably maybe even doubtful with that hamstring because it's been lingering all season long. 49ers get George Kittle back. They're healthy. Things are starting to, to turn up San Francisco. and we getting this win this week are, are you going with the, with the win the steve staying faithful the azorian one faithful to the bay for now we'll see we'll see if, who's the first person to, to pick against san francisco is it you this week
0: well the 49ers have four losses this season true they're four of my losses because Ooh, i have yeah. not picked against the 49ers and i'm not starting today i like the it. san francisco 49ers are going to win this game 27 to 20 um for all the reasons that i said earlier on when i was going over key matchups and everything i think that the niners are just going to get it done I think Jimmy G's back to being that guy. Oh, yeah. And they're going to go out and they're going to execute, and I think they're going to build some momentum for this Rams game. Um, I think that they had an opportunity to beat Arizona before. The way that the 49ers' defense matches up with Arizona's offense and Cliff Kingsbury's style of offense is a good matchup for the 49ers. Ultimately, I think they end up getting it done. Jimmy Garoppolo has great success against the Arizona Cardinals. Also true. So the 49ers win this game. Now, I'm not one of those ones that's going to go out there and say the Niners are going to blow them out because I don't believe that. I think Arizona's too good for that. However... 49 win this game 27 to 20.
1: I like that, Ant. Uh, cutback Crew agrees with you. 90, 90 faithful is back. The faithful is back. It was and down Dan to the set.
0: say faithful Niners, Niners Empire,
1: Empire. Yeah. Uh, and and he would be right because they're it back. Would. They're back in full force. and 90 percent, 200 plus votes when I pulled the numbers. So this is a, a group right now, 49ers fan base, back on board with this team. You'd like to see the positivity at the positivity train rolling the through power of positivity. It's always important. Uh, Horst picking the 49ers either. We didn't have to pull his teeth on this one either. He just no. went with San Francisco at a boy. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously myself going with San Francisco, not really shocked. I'm stunned. Uh, not really ready to call it on the season. You know, the questionable injuries and you know the Cardinals not necessarily being healthy and coming off of a loss. I know they're going to be hungry and wanting to get a big win. I know they've had some success against the 49ers in Santa Clara at Levi's the past few years. But new year, new time, new team, new opportunity, new mindset, Ant, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. This team is going to get it done, whatever it takes. 30 to 21.
0: I like it. And, you know, just because you're hungry doesn't mean someone's not going to take your lunch and shove it down your freaking throat. Also Um, true. This is happening in this game. I like that.
1: I like (laughs) that, Ant. I want that to be shoved all
0: down their breaches. That's right.
1: Let's get this big fat W. And we'll see what Madden has to say, too, because the Madden Sim is going to be fun this week. Don't miss out on that. It's going to be a good old time, Ant. But, uh, man, another week of Lock It Up. Another another week of picks made.
0: Things are uh, they're
1: looking they're looking, they're looking all right for the both of us. Yeah. Steve's down there.
0: Steve's is making a run, he's, man. he's
1: spooking me a little bit with his picks over there. But Don't spook, worry. Spooky no, season's it, over it's now. It's November. Halloween's over. Spooky season's over. Yeah. Things can start to feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Horse trying to get himself back into contention. Uh, Lock It Up is just just literally just getting started. It is. It's just it is. getting started. Yeah. It, it really, truly is. And exciting times. And I'll lock it up season. It's exciting times here for the 49ers. Cut back and It's definitely exciting that spooky season is over and the Steve's should hopefully revert back to normal picking and, and hopefully a two and two record uh, because I don't know. I don't know if I can handle another four and O Steve's week.
0: Uh, No, his ego will go crazy. We'll start getting uh promos and vignettes all throughout the week, expressing his greatness. I know I have I've been a friend of him for a long time, so I unfortunately have felt the wrath of all these.
1: Look, it's it's fine though. It, we're still we're still well. so as long as we keep we're, still,
0: we're confident in, in in our ability to stay on top.
1: Believe, I yeah. I, I definitely believe. Um, you know, I'm kind of wishing I hadn't gone bold a couple weeks back to to put myself a game closer to both you and put us in a tie and a Steve's, but right. it's it, it, it's fine. But we've been on the same page since then, wavelength wise. Yeah. I know eventually that's going to change, though, because the, the, the picks are going to get spicy here down the road.
0: And I'm a model of consistency. That's accurate. I pretty much win three games and lose one every week. It's true. Uh, I don't know why that is, but that is how it rolls.
1: It does how it rolls. Unfortunately,
0: the 49ers prevented me from having four, four no weeks. That's That means they did the same thing for me too. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, it, it sucks. But look, the Niners are maybe getting on the right track. Maybe things are starting to come up San Francisco. I've been saying it all podcasts, all all show long. Maybe this is the week. Maybe this is the time. Faithful though, we want to hear from you. Cutback crew, we want to hear from you. How are you feeling about this game? How are you feeling about your picks? How are you feeling about the cutback crew's chances in lock it up season two? We want to hear about all of it down below right now in the comment section.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see what everyone's opinion is about this game. You know, how they think it's going to go. 90% of people thought the Fortners are going to win, which I love. Um, but tell us, you know, which is the best way to go. You know, how the Fortners are going to attack this Arizona defense how the 49ers defense needs to attack this Arizona offense, and is it a big deal? But do you want to go against Kyler Murray, or would you be okay with Colt McCoy? Um, there have been some people that have said it, they want to go against Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't usually go with that train of thought. I want to go against, you know, the lesser player because that just makes more sense. And it's easier to win for your football team. Um, yeah. If you're in the playoffs, you get the whole, Oh, I want to win the best. I want to prove them the best. You know, how you prove you're the best. You win the championship at the end. Um, it doesn't matter who's on the field. No one feels sorry for you because you're missing players. It's a war of attrition, the 49ers have felt it. Um, but I am curious, uh, you know, my opinion now, I'm wondering what your opinion is on it.
1: No, we definitely want to hear from you on that because uh, there are a lot of different schools of thought. And I'm always someone as a coach, you know, I, I want to beat as an, as an ego boost, I want to beat your team with all of your players there, so there are no excuses. Um, are no I used excuses. to tell my I used to tell my kids this all the time. I love playing teams when they're healthy and absolutely demolishing them because when I look across the other side, when it comes time for the handshake and I look that other coach in the eye, I want him to know deep down inside that I'm we're just better and I'm just better. Like I, I used to tell them that all the time, but also as a coach. Uh if you're not gonna be healthy and we're gonna play you, thank you. Just yeah. just thank you. You don't ever turn those down when those opportunities present themselves.
0: Yeah, there's two kinds of people. Ones that win and ones that make excuses. <laughs> it's um true. and just win. It doesn't matter who's lined up on the other side, just win. And take care of business. That's what it's about. It's not about proving that you're the best so no one can talk. Do you think I care if an Arizona Cardinal fans go, Oh, well, oh, Kyler didn't play? <laughs> okay. Who cares? We won. <laughs> yeah uh you know what that you know what it is we're one game closer to the playoffs one sure. game closer to playing the Rams and getting it over 500 accurate um so nobody's gonna care Kyle Shannon's gonna chuckle himself right into a W He should and and he will not he will not lose one ounce of sleep for beating a Kyler Murray-less <laughs> Arizona Cardinals no
1: actually'll probably sleep like a baby as will I as yeah. will you and as most of uh the, the 49ers faithful will as well so let's get this big dub this week let's hear from you let's have this wonderful conversation about this 49ers versus Cardinals game at Levi's Stadium, Niners looking for their first home win of the season, looking to get one up on the Cardinals, give them two straight losses, <laughs> big week, big opportunity, and uh, still a lot of things to come here on the 49ers Cutback channel, so make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, hit that notification bell so you don't miss the Friday Frenzy, you don't want to miss it, you don't want to miss the Friday Frenzy, you also want to stick around for just immediately after this for The live stream, the live Q&A where we talk to you, the Cutback crew. A lot of fun there. We'll see you over on that one. And until the next time, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.